Welcome everyone to the Oaveh Torah Tafim Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Chav Gimel. Tafet, I'm sorry. We will begin on Daf Chav Bet Amur Aleph at the two dots at the first wider line. The Today's Daf is available. Anyone who would like to sponsor today's Daf, see Mike Solomon and Bezat Hashem will get you the Zuchut for you and your family. Says the Gemara. Zeaklal. Kol Shish Pumusaf. Ibayiluhu. Ask the question. We we mentioned the Mishnah that any time there's Musaf, then you always pray. You always have four aliyot, not three. So the Gemara wants to know what would be the halacha on the Tanit Sibur. We mentioned Masechet Tanit. You can have a Tanit Sibur for people who are fasting in order to get rain. And during those during those days, they do have a Musaf. So the question is, how many aliyot do we say? Rosh Chodesh Moed, they could korban Musaf alba. On Rosh Chodesh and Chol Moed, they have they would have an extra korban Musaf in the Beit Hamikdash, and therefore, that's why they have four people. Aval Hachad, they like a korban Musaf, but on Tanit Sibur there is no special korban Musaf. Then lo, then we wouldn't have four; we would just have three. Odilma, Achanami, Ikad Musaf, the Tefillah. There's an extra Musaf Tefillah, right? Meaning, not an actual extra musaf tefillah, but there's an extra anenu. Okay? So therefore, and because the anenu should be four. Tashma, bring your proof. It says, The Mishnah says that Rosh Chodesh Moed is four. Sounds like Kapitanit, sounds like Kapitanit Sipur, only three. So the fact by the omission in the Mishnah, we can figure it out. So we don't know what, whatever the beginning. The beginning says, Mentions three different things. Monday, Thursday, and Shabbat Mancha is three. Sounds like Hatanit Sibur Rather, you can't learn anything from these two inferences because you see the inferences were obviously only discussing something that comes in the regular cycle and not something that comes out of the regular cycle. Because uh, since you had double inferences both ways, we were thinking the fact that it mentions three different things doesn't leave anything out. It was coming to exclude the Tanit. But now that we see that both of them left it out, it must be that it's just referring to things that are in the regular cycle and excluding Tanits, which are not part of the regular cycle, not part of the list at all. And therefore, you can't prove anything from there. Tashma bring a different proof. The Rav Here's a famous story. Rav showed up on Bavel on a Tanit Sibur. He got up and he got an aliyah. Patach barich, chatim v'lo barich. When he started, he made a beracha, and when he finished, he did not make a beracha. Napuli kula alma an payu. Everyone else made ana, and they fell on their face. Virav lo nafal al payu. Everyone else did not say tahanun and did not fall on their face. Rav did not fall on his face. Mechti, let's see. We're going to analyze the story now for the next half, just about, or Amud. Rav Yisrael Kara. We're assuming that Rav was not a Kohen. He probably read Yisrael. Why did he make a Barakha at the end? Must be because somebody else was going to read a fourth guy. And therefore, since someone else is going to read a fourth guy, he let the fourth guy make the last Barakha. Now, this is a little... So it says the Gemara, Lo, really, Rav be Kahani Kara. Rav 
got Kohen. The Rav Huna carried Bakani. Because Rav Huna used to read as a Kohen, even though he was not a Kohen. Why? Because there's sometimes a rule that a big Tamil Haham overrides the Kohen. And therefore, if Rav Huna would do it, so would Rav. Even they knew that Rav Huna was a bigger Tamil Hacham, and they would uh, they would uh, <coughs> subject themselves to Rav, to Rav Huna. That's why Rav Huna would always read Kohen, because he was you couldn't compare him even to the biggest Kohen even in his days weren't close to him, but. We know that there's Shmuel, and Shmuel was a Kohen, and lived, in Bav- lived near him at least, not in, not, not in Israel, but in Bavel. So therefore, uh, why would Rav take a Kohen? Really, Shmuel also was much smaller than Rav, and he would follow Rav. Rav would have a kavod, but, but Rav used to give him kavod anyway, even though... Rashi says there was a story that one time he cursed, Rav had cursed Shmuel, that he shouldn't have any sons, and he felt bad afterwards, he always gave him kavod. But he would only give a special kavod in front of him. He didn't do special Kavod when he wasn't there, and therefore he he would take the Kohen Aliyah, and therefore Rav went up Kohen, and that's why he made the Berachah before Nan Efros. Hachinami Mestaver. It's also logical that Rav Bekani Kara the Israel Kedaitach Israel Kara the Fanah might have a Barich. If he was Israel, he shouldn't make any Berachah, not before, not afterwards, because we said that the first Aliyah gets makes the Berachah in the beginning. And the last aliyah makes the bracha at the end. Do, do, do I, did I lose your mic? No, no, I'm here. Okay, so understand if we think it doesn't make sense anyway that he could be because he got Yisrael. Because if he got Yisrael, we said that he made the first bracha, not the end bracha. Not making the end bracha would make sense because there's an ve after you, let's say. But not making the first bracha, yes, making the first bracha only makes sense if you're a kohen. If you're Yisrael, you shouldn't make any beracha. If there's another one after another one before, you shouldn't make any. So it says the Gemara, no. That's not a proof. La'achah <laughs> takana. Says the Gemara, no. The reason why he would make the first beracha, because if you remember last time, we made a takana that we're worried that people come in and people go out. Right? So since we're worried that people come in and people go out, and therefore it's after the takana, so if it was after Takana, so the reason why he made the Berachah before is because now we made a new Takana that it's not, we're not having only the first guy and the last guy. We're having everyone make Berachah before and afterwards. So that's why it's after Takana, that's why he made the Berachah before. Now the says, So why does he make the Berachah afterwards? If it's after Takana, you need to make before and afterwards, like nowadays. So why doesn't he make Berachah? No, the says, no. Shani Hecha Diyativ Rav Demayel Aili. It's different when Rav was there because people come in no one's leaving. And therefore, he doesn't have to make the Berachah afterwards. So basically, it's like we do now. We're explaining now that it could have been that Rav got the third Aliyah, really. 
we, we want to say that it's impossible that Rav could get, get anything but Kohen. Because had he got the third Aliyah, why would he make the, the Berachot that he did, the Berachah before and not afterwards? Answer could be, no. He might have gotten the third Aliyah, even though we're saying he got the first one. But it's not like impossible he got the, first, the third Aliyah. <coughs> why? Because since he's such a big person, no one's going to leave the, the, the shul while he's there. And therefore, you don't have to worry about making the bracha afterwards, because the bracha afterwards is only there because someone might leave shul and think you're going to make a bracha afterwards. But since no one's leaving, he didn't have to follow that, that takana. Okay? Basically, he's doing what we do now, that everyone makes a bracha before and afterwards. He's doing that with one difference. He's only doing it in a time when you're worried that someone will leave. But if no one will leave because I'm such a big guy, he could have gotten Shilishi. Happens to be we're claiming that he got Kohen, but he would, could have gotten Shilishi too. It's a normal thing then to, 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 give, um, to give a big tummy harm Kohen? It that? seems like if the guy is the, the out and out number one rabbi, he'll take Kohen. Hasidim <laughs> will do this sometimes nowadays. We'll, we'll do this? The okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Tashma. Any time there's bitumalachalaam. The the Brighta had said that whenever the people don't go to work. Then there's only th- three aliyot. If there's no bitul malacha, people can go to work like Rosh Chodesh and Chol Moed. They can read four. Shmamina, you right? That's a proof. Amar Avasi, Avasi says no. You can't bring a proof of that. Like that, because in the Mishnah it says Zeakal Koshish Bo Musaf Ve'Enu Yom Tovim Arba. We said anytime that has Musaf and it's not a Yom Tov, right? Lav Tui Tanit Sibur Shabav. I'm coming to Shabav. So says, well, who could have written the Mishnah? According If, let's say, if Shabbat falls on Monday or Thursday, then Shabbat you have three Aliyot and a Maftir. If it falls out on Shlishi Rivi'i, if it falls out on Tuesday or Wednesday, according to Tanakama, on Shabbat you would only have one Aliyah plus a Maftir if it falls out on the wrong day. You wouldn't have read the Torah otherwise, like like a Wednesday or Thursday. If Yossi says the Olam couldn't give him a Maftir Echad, he's always read three plus one. Now, according to if, according to this Mishnah, sorry, according to this Brayta, uh, we have Rabbi Yossi claiming that there's three and one on Shabbat Now, Shabbat is together with Tanit. So he's saying three and one, the other one is saying one and one. Now, our Mishnah is obviously going with the three and one one, right? So you see three and one, not four and one. So a Mishnah, so the statement that says that any time there's a Musaf and not a Yom Tov, that that that, that we read it that we read uh four people, that wouldn't go like anybody. Because it doesn't feel like a real Otakama. So what do you do with the word <coughs> It's coming to include Rosh Chodesh and Chol Moed. So, so the Gemara says, you're right. 
Zerklal is not, this Zerklal is not, usually it's coming to include an extra thing. Whenever it says this is the rule, it's got to be including an extra thing. Here, we're telling you that the, the Klal is just a way to remember it. It's not actually coming to include another thing, and therefore it's not coming to include Tanit uh, which is what we're trying to fight, find the whole time. Right? You might have thought that Yom Tov and Cholmoyed are the same. Right? We're coming to tell you that don't think that Yom Tov and Chol Moed should both get the same amount of aliyot. So they're giving you a way to remember it. They're saying, this is the rule. Any holiday that has more aspects to it than a previous holiday will have more Olim than the previous holiday. And this is a good way to remember it. Hilkach, therefore, on Rosh Chodesh Moed, where there is the Ika Korban Musaf, where there is a Korban Musaf, then you read four. But Yom Tov, the Asuma Samelcha, on Yom Tov, you can't do Melacha, you're not allowed to drive a car, <coughs> then you have five. But Yom Kippur, the orange karet, and Yom Kippur, where you get karet. If you break the Yom Kippur, then you upgrade it to six. Shabbat, Shabbat, we get Sikila also, then it's seven. And that's a good way to remember. Every time you go up, that's all we're trying to do. But we're not trying, the number that we said, when we said where there is Musaf, we're not telling you to exclude the non-Musaf. We're just telling it to you to have a way to remember what category you should in. Gufa. We mentioned before a story, and now we're going to clarify the other part of the story which is that Rav didn't want to do uh, Anna falling on its face, and they did one. Usually the way they do Anna was by uh, falling down on its face. Okay, Rav didn't do it. Gufa. Rav Rav came up to the city of Bavel. He read the Sefer Torah. He made a Barachah in the beginning. He didn't make a Barachah in the end. We just spent half an Amu talking about that part of the story. Now, fool, cool, ama, apohi. Everyone fell on their face. Rav didn't fall on his face. Why didn't Rav fall on his face? Because the floor was made out of stone. We learned in the Brighta from the Pasuk says, Don't put a stone covering to lie down on him. You can't lie down it. You can't lie on the stones of the Beit HaMikdash. Right? To not only made a sewer on a floor of stones. Okay. Ihachi, my ear, you rough. I feel Kulonami. If that's the truth, that he didn't, he didn't lie down because there were stones on the floor, mm-hmm. then nobody's allowed to lie down. It says, Only in front of Rav were there stones. Other people didn't have stones in front of the floor. So why didn't he go with, to where they were and fall down his face over there? But say Tachnun. He didn't want to bother them because then they would have to, when he passes by them, they'll have to stand up. Another reason why he didn't go. Rav would lie down. When Rav did, ta- did Anna, he, laid, he would lie down on the floor with 
spreading his hands and feet, and he can't do that on the floor. Just like Ula, who says that, that it's not a suit to bow down on the floor, only if you're bowing down with your, with your, you know, spread eagle with your hands, you know, like a bird. So Mar says, okay, so let him let him fall on his face, like everybody else, without Pishutagam. He didn't want to change his minhag. That's answer number two. So answer number one is the reason why Rob didn't do it is because in front of him there were stones, everyone else didn't have stones, and he didn't want to walk next to them to make them stand up. Answer number two is that Rob used to do it with, with his hands spread out and his legs spread out, and he didn't want to change his minhag not to do it. And everyone else just did it regular. Ebite gave a third answer. You with me or no? Yep. Third answer. Why did Rav not fall on his face on the stones? Ebite Ema. Adam Chashuv Shani. A big rabbi is different. Adam Chashuv cannot fall on his face to say Anna unless he's no, he knows he's going to be answered. Therefore, Rav couldn't do it. Okay. Now, once we're talking about falling on your face, from the story, we're going to go to bring a brighter. Tanu Rabbanan. Keda alapayim. When we say keda, means you're falling down on your face. Shneiman vatikod batsheva apayim atza. It says batsheva fell in front of David. When David was sick, she came to talk to him. It says that she did keda on the ground. Kirya, when you do kirya, means you bend down on your knees. It says he was he he was kneeling on his knees and he was getting up. That pasuk, I believe, is talking about Shlomo Melech. Okay, hishtachava. When we say hishtachava, which we call bowing, that's pishut yadayim That's spreading out your hands and legs, which is completely lying on the ground. Yaakov Avinu tells Yosef after his dream, what, you think me and my mother and your mother are going to come to you and the shtachavot l'cha'atza, meaning to lie down on the ground like that. Now, we can talk about Kida. Levi achvi Kida kamed Rebbe v'itla. Levi showed how Kida was doing in front of Rebbe and he became lame from it. What does that mean? That means that when you do keda, you have to you have to be lying down basically on your back toes, and then you have to get up straight, which is a very very hard feat, and it caused an injury to him that he couldn't walk smooth afterwards. Says the Gemara, "V'ha'kagarmel is that how he became hard to walk?" A person should never complain to Hashem. One time a great man complained to Hashem and he got lame. Umanu Levi, and they say it was Levi. <coughs> Rashi says that one time there was a fast day and, and Levi said, Hashem, how long are you going to stay in Shemaim and not pay attention to what your kids need? Which is like a complaint to Hashem, which is a little too sharp. And they say that that's how he came lame. So why are you claiming he got lame? Because he demonstrated how Rebbe had to do Kida. We see that the actual coming lame was because of a complaint that he said. says, well, it's the two things. Meaning, uh, welcome, Benjamin. Meaning, 
both things both things affect it. Yes, without the complaint, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had uh, he wouldn't have possibly gotten gotten lame. Hashem wouldn't let him happen. But that plus the actual thing that he was doing caused the lameness. We are now on the bottom of Chav Bet, Amur Bet. Okay? Which is the bottom line. Amar Abchiyah Barabin. Chazina lehula Abaya. I once saw Abaya. Virava. Dematzli Atzli. That they leaned on their side. They didn't fall on the place. They just leaned on their side. When they said Anna. Meaning, we'll bring a proof to what we said before. We said before that a big, big rabbi can't fall on his face unless he knows he's going to be answered. But Abai and Rava didn't fall on their face. They should lean on the side, so therefore it's okay. You know this side. Okay? Says the Gemara. The Yom Tov Chamisha, the Yom Kippur Shisha. We said, we're on the top of Chav Kimov We said that on Yom Tov, there's five Aliyot, and on, on Kippur, six Aliyot. Says the Gemara. Matnitin Mani, who wrote the Mishnah? Lord of Ishmael, the Lord of Yakiva. It can't be either Ishmael or Rabbi Akiva. Why? The time we learned. Beyond the Chamisha, Beyond Kibim Shisha, Vishmat Shiva, you can't have more, you can't have less. So, according to this opinion, you cannot have more or less than five and six. Now, we do much more than that, right? We add Aliyot on all those days. But that's the very Ishmael. Rabbi Akiva, man, Beyond the Chamisha, Beyond Kibur Shiva, he switches it. He says, Yom Tov 5, that's good, that's like us. Yom Kippur 7, that's not like us. Shabbat Shisha. Okay? And Pochti Meme and Mosim, you can't add, can't, can't subtract. Mani, who's the Mishnah? Irishmael, if the Mishnah is a Bishmael, Kashut Sefet. We have a problem because we, our Mishnah said you can add people to them. And here it says you can't add. Irishmael, Kashisha Vishiva. It's a question of Shisha and Shiva. And there's a problem to seven also. No, there's a problem of of no. I said so. Just a problem of of six and seven because he has it backwards. So therefore, who's the author of our Mishnah, which says for six for our Mishnah says six for Kippur, seven for Shabbat, and you can add. Who is that? Amar Abba, Tana de Beishmael, he Tana Beishmael, also Tana de Beishmael. Biyom Tov Chamisha, Biyom Kibur Shisha, Bishmat Shiva, and Pochdim Arava Moslem Divrei Rabbi Ishmael. So we have a contradiction with Ishmael. So we have a contradiction with Ishmael because before we had Rabbi Ishmael saying that you can't add. So the Gemara, Shmuel Tanai Rabbi Ishmael. It's a machlok of what Rabbi Ishmael holds. Tanai Rabbi Ishmael is one, and our the Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Ishmael is the other. They're arguing what Rabbi Ishmael holds. Says the Gemara, Man Tana Lahad Tanya. Who is the Tana of the following Brayta? It says, "Biyom Tov, Achrim Lavo, Mahamrim Latzet." On Yom Tov, we come to shul a little later, and we leave a little earlier, in order that people have time to have simchat Yom Tov. Yom Kippurim, Mahamrim Lavo, we come quickly. Mahamrim said, "We leave late." Uba Shabbat, we come quickly and we leave quickly. Right, so it sounds like on Yom Kippur we stay later than Shabbat. Let's assume that's Rabbi Akiva, who's the one, the Ifle Gavritara, because he's the one who says on Yom Kippur you have seven, and Shabbat you have six. So, therefore, the reason why we're telling you you stay late in Shul on Kippur more than Shabbat is because it's extra Aliyah. That's what you meant to say. Mm-hmm. Mars says, no. Feel the Mishmael. 
Tenafish Sidur Adi Yoma. On Yom Kippur, the reason why they're staying late is not just because they're extra aliot, it's because they have a long Seder day, there's a, there's a long slah that day, and therefore it takes longer. Hadi Shosha Chamisha Veshiva Kineged Me, the Gemara wants to know when we say there's three readers, and five readers, and seven readers, Shabbat, Yom Tov, Monday and Thursday, what, what, where do we get those numbers from? Says the Gemara. There was a machok in the Ritzik Bar Ami and one of the people with him. And the person who, who the argument was was Rishim Ben Pazi. What's the argument? Okay. Some say Rishim Ben Pazi and Ritzik Bar Nachmani. And others say Rishim Ben Nachmani was the person who was with him. Rishim Ben Pazi and Rishim Ben Nachmani. One says, three is for the Pesukim, Mount of Pesukim and Berkat Konim. Others say, it's opposite the three people who are guarding the threshold. These people are in charge of the in charge of the Beit HaMikdash. And it says that there were three people by David who were the king's chief of staffs and were able to see the king whenever they had to. So five opposite that on Yom Tov. And Shiva, for the Shiva, it says by Esther that, they were, that in, in, the, in the king's house, there were seven who he, he asked about his affairs. So seven is the opposite of that. Okay? That's according to Now, Benjamin wants to know what kind of random thing that we're having aliyot opposite these things. But really, it's not true because when a person gets an aliyah, you're having an appointment with the king. And therefore, the people who were that we That's see, they're also getting to see the king. And therefore, it's, it's very, really very fitting and apropos that on a Yom Tov, that you should have an amount of aliyot equal to the amount of the Ephraim That's according to this opinion. Tanya Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef is in the right time. Shusha, Chamisha, Shiva, 3, 5, and 7. Shusha, Shumi, Asaf. Chamisha, Ephraim Melech. Shiva, Ephraim Melech. It's all opposite the people who are seeing the king. Again, the Shumi, Asaf, the guys in charge of Beth Mikdash, also are able to see the king because they're in charge of the Shims Beth Mikdash. Why don't you explain this till now? I didn't know you needed this. Did you ever ask me? I didn't tell you. Why are you asking me? Why I didn't tell you till now? You didn't ask me. I didn't know you needed it. Why six on Kippur? It says. That there were six on the right and six on the left of Ezra. Those on his right. Those are the guys six on the right. What is this? That's seven on the right. On the left is seven. 
Zechariah Mushlam is the same person. Why do they call him Mushlam? If it's Zechariah is his real name, why do they call him Mishulam? That's a nickname. Why? The Mishulam Babudah, he was complete in his actions, and therefore they call him Zechariah Mushlam. But really, it's only one person, and there's six on six, and that's the reason why we have six on Kippur. Now, why are these guys also? Also, these fellows were in the Beit HaMikdash, and that's why they're included. Okay? Again, they're seeing the king. Tanaran, Hakol Olin Leminyan Shiva. Everyone goes up for seven. Afilu Katan Even a man, even a woman, even a kid or a woman could get an aliyah. Uh, Mike is going to have to walk out. Mm-hmm. He's back. Mike's going to leave. Come on, this guy's a, he's from uh, Amek. He's a rabbi. He came here. He's got this white hat rabbi. Like, <laughs> okay. Tanaran, Going Leminyan Shiva. Even a woman. But it says that a woman can't go up because it's not kavot zibur. Send a woman up. Okay, you can say Mike. Okay. Can you count the maftir as part of the seven? Oh, we need seven on Shabbat. Does the maftir count? Says the Gemara. Okay. One says you could count him. Manda Amole, the one who says you can count him in Dakari, he, he, he has to read. So if he has to read, why can't he count? Manda Amole, the one who says, Since he's only reading for the Kavod Torah, we don't count him, he needs seven besides him. Okay? Make TV. We challenge it by saying the following: It says that the Maftir in the Navi has to have at least twenty-one pesukim. Why twenty pesukim of Navi? Because since the Navi was to be opposite the Aliyot that they couldn't do. When the when the goyim didn't let us read the Torah, we read Navi opposite Torah, and you had to have seven aliyot, and the seven aliyot had to have at least three pesukim each. That's a total of twenty-one pesukim, and that's what has to be twenty-one. Now, if what we're saying is true, the maftir doesn't count, and you need seven plus the maftir, so it should be twenty-eight, twenty-four, because eight times three is twenty-four. Why are you having seven? Says the Gemara. Now, the same reason why it's connected Kavor Torah, so we don't need to make three aliyot in the three Pesukim in the Maftir opposite because it's only Kavor Torah. We could say that really it doesn't count because it's Kavor Torah, and we don't have to count it because it's only Kavor Torah, so we don't have to count it. Ma'at Rava. There is a Haftarav, all ten Safu, which is what we read in Sav, and has less than 21. Mikarina, we read that. You're right. Usually we try to get 21, but over there, where it's already a different subject, we have to stop before 21. And if the topic doesn't stop, we don't, we don't stop less than 21. How much will Abba? He told us to stop after, after 10 Pesukim. And we could have kept on. 
You can stop even before 21. Now, the reason why you can stop before 21, so therefore, it counts as 1. So therefore, you can count as 21 by counting the, the, the translation also. And that's what makes you... Okay, okay, we're going to stop over here. At the Mishnah, and Pusimah Shema. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.